You're listening to Pistons and Prosecco, a podcast dedicated to showcasing awesome wedding vendors and providing a behind-the-scenes look at the wedding industry. I'm your host, Bryce Bjornsson, owner of Jack's 47 Mobile Bar. We create a better experience for your guests by serving delicious drinks on draft with style. Today, we have Patrick with Ready Play Entertainment, locally known as DJ Pilo. Patrick, thanks for joining us. Hey, buddy. Sorry, I was just practicing my little practice. My, my <laughs> I love that. Here. I've seen some, seen some uh, videos of you with the trumpet, and I, I think it's awesome to integrate that into the wedding. Yeah, man. It's, it's uh, just a little signature thing that I do. Uh, some people hate it. Some people like it. <laughs> I'll, tell you, I'll tell you some stories. Well, I think it's important to, you know, be true to yourself and if people will either like it or hate it and it's better to be with the ones who love it, you know? So Yeah, man, that's that's what I've learned. Um, uh, it's just a part of our business, part of any business, you know, you're going to be the right fit for the right person or the right fit for the wrong person at the end. Hopefully they still enjoy your service, but, um, you know, it just, uh, it's the luck of the draw sometimes. Yeah. Well, it's funny because my first wedding, I actually wore all black because that's uh -huh. what you know bartenders normally wear and then i was yeah. up against the midnight blue truck and it just didn't look good and i'm like all right we need to switch this up so i did white shirt blue and red suspenders and been ro rolling with that ever since and people love it so beautiful awesome. you know you gotta rock awesome. rock what you you know look good in and rock your style <laughs> oh yeah man i'm always changing my hair stuff for every wedding actually I I'll, I'll show you pictures nice, you nice. The part, but yeah cool man well Patrick, I always like to start out with what's your favorite beverage at this time of the year? This time of the year, actually, if I could drink it 24-7, I'll probably be really drunk, but uh, <laughs> a, a seven and seven. Now, I don't, I was going to ask you, um, is it Seagram's and seven up? I mean, we're, I'm dating myself. Yeah. Seagram's and seven up or Seagram's and I guess Sprite. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I saw it in a movie. I'm telling you, I'm dating myself. Uh, Saturday Night Fever. And um, I remember, I think my first drink was at 18 in the Bahamas. I was on a gig playing trumpet in a band. And obviously, the rules to drink alcohol are different from here. Mm -hmm. We land in the airport, you know, all this uh, tropical music's going on. First drink I get is like a, a rum runner. And by the time I got to the hotel, I was already shot. I was gone. I never, you know, had a drink in my... So to kind of keep the party going, I'm like, man, I, you know, I want to like something nice and light. Mm -hmm. And like, oh, well, you know, this has a little kick, but it's nice. It's, you know, it's smooth. And I just fell in love with it. And I, I remember nursing that and not really drinking it a lot, just drinking that one. And every time I just want to have a social drink is to actually talk and do my thing and mm -hmm. talk to people. That's that's my favorite drink. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a classic. That's uh, Seagram Seven and Seven Up. So yeah, easy. Seven, so Seven Up still exists, right? It's just uh, <laughs> yes. Okay, all right. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure. You. I mean, I, I don't drink sodas. So I don't know, but I'm guessing. I'm pretty sure I've seen it somewhere. Okay, um, all right. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I don't. I don't know. I think. I think I saw it, but I mean, I'm I'm remembering an old logo and yeah, yeah, you know, people mixing it a certain way but that's actually my really uh the one the one drink i go to um it's just uh it, it's a cool drink it's nice and light and yeah nice solid day. well i've it's funny you mentioned the bahamas i was down there when i was 16 and i didn't I actually didn't drink at all in high school <laughs> and there was this boat we were on this little boat and they had a dance contest and i was really like you know really a big dancer back then and so i danced on the boat and i got a bahama papa t-shirt because i was the best dancer in the on the boat nice <laughs> so, nice man awesome. yeah i have a couple of bahama stories um anyway i want to you know know a little bit more about your business and kind of you know how long you've been doing it what do you how, what got you started man you know I've always been involved with music. Uh, I started playing guitar at seven, mm. played it by ear. Was a really bad student. The uh, teacher just kept on giving me five stars on my, hold on, I'm sorry. Uh, he gave me uh, five stars on, on the book that I was studying, but I would never learn the music. But I just, I had to be around it. Mm -hmm. uh, fast forward into middle school, um, I remember going in and asking the band director, hey, um, you know, you have a place for guitar. I said, no, we have trombone, tuba, and trumpet. I'm like, oh, man, I'm not playing trombone. I'm not <laughs> carrying this big instrument around. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm just big afro, maybe five foot two. I mean, it was just not happening. So I, oh, let me get the trumpet. And true story, a friend of mine, um, he actually became uh, a one-hit wonder back in well, yeah, back in the 80s, late 80s. Um, and he's the one that taught me how to make sound on the trumpet for the first time. Because the band director says, get a trumpet, sit next to this kid, and he'll teach you everything and he'll catch you up. Because I went into the band program maybe two months after school started. So uh, fast forward again, I uh, kept on with that. Uh, I got awarded a scholarship to go to the arts high school down in uh, Miami. And there uh, I learned a lot very quickly. Uh, my first professional job as a musician was at 15. I got to perform with my band director. And I remember, man, it's New Year's Eve. We're, you know, dressed up in a tuxedo. And we're playing three hours. And I think I made $750. And I'm like, man, I am definitely doing this. I, I want to do this. Yeah. Fast forward uh, from there, I just stuck with music as a musician. And I've traveled, you know, Europe several times. I've played with uh, many different bands uh, as a trumpet player. Uh, and that, I mean, it's, it's just a long story, but, uh, that's kind of how I just stuck with music. Yeah. And as I started finding out, I didn't really want to travel no more. I really wanted to stay home. I just like being close. So I'm going to work and then coming home. I would, um, you know, just, uh, find a ways to do that. And the, the most profitable way was to work in a steady band. So one of my first bands that I worked in was a wedding band. Mm. And I did that, and I was like, wow, this is really, really good. I mean, I brought a, I think it was a, 10 years ago, I bought my, uh, my Matrix that I still have in Florida, actually. I bought it cash, and it was a brand new car. I mean, I, we were just, uh, the, it was one of the top wedding bands, and it's really about uh, creating a party. These guys had wireless systems, so you would see me on a table playing trumpet parts, and a mom's table and the, the leader was playing the bass part at the, the bride's table. And it was just, uh, man, this crazy time. This band is still very successful. And um, that's kind of how I got started with that and going into the wedding business. Um, six years ago, I got married to my beautiful wife and um, we came up here to continue raising our family. Uh, we have three daughters and, uh, we thought this would be a, a good way to, you know, give them something wholesome. Uh, compared to Miami, it's definitely a lot more crazier down there. <laughs> so, yeah, it's uh, definitely more crazy. But um, yeah, we came up here. We did that. We did. We did a church retreat, and uh, we we're like, "Oh, this is nice, man. This is really wholesome." Blah blah blah. And uh, it didn't really turn out that way. But um, you know, they, uh, you know, they they developed, and we, you know, we're still here. So out of, I guess, necessity, being that I was conditioned to go ahead and make the money I was making, doing the music, I tried to go ahead and play in the bands here. And I was like competing with buskers. And I'm like, what the heck is going on? I'm not, I'm not used to this. This is a different world. Yeah. Um, I played with a couple of wedding bands locally, but it wasn't enough. And because, and it, it, all, it always happens, because of something not really working out, another door opens. So um, I had the opportunity to go ahead and use live music. And I, and literally the thought was, how can I go ahead and use the knowledge that I have of weddings and music and not necessarily playing the band? And I, the idea came to go ahead and DJ. Mm -hmm. And that's how I started my business uh, six years ago. So uh, kind of a, it's a twist on the DJ part of it, obviously providing it's more economical instead of a, a really huge band. I could basically have a little bit more control because I'm just dealing with myself mm -hmm. when it comes to providing the service. And, you know, having the, the whole thing of having, you know, music as part of it has just been the cool key. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Well, I love live bands at weddings. I think they're the most fun. Having that, you know, energy and being able to mm -hmm. integrate that with, the trumpet I think is, is awesome. Oh, for um, sure. And so sure. you, so you have, so ready, ready play entertainment is your overarching business, right? You say you, you're locally known as DJ Pilo. 
So you have some other DJs working for you here and there, right? Yeah, yeah. So I have a, uh, basically five subcontractors that I contract out to uh, weddings. And obviously through our process, we try to find the right fit. And that's key. It's finding the right fit for the, for the bride and groom. Mm-hmm. As everyone could go ahead and play music. Uh, but sometimes it's just the personality thing that really kicks in. You know, some people, and I, we were talking just a little bit before that some people really like me, some people really don't uh, appreciate porn. <laughs> it's just too uh, stand up, and it's it's yeah. incredible. I want to think one of the stories that uh, that I still go to. I mean, it's part of my, you know, introducing the service. I had a bride and groom. I uh, got married uh, locally here at Homewood. And, you know, really introverted family. They just, they don't do anything. They just sit around. You can put on a slideshow. This is from the groom. And just put some background music and they would be happy. And they would not talk. And they would say they had a, an amazing time. But that, that's too expressive. Oh, we had an amazing time. You know? So uh, that, that was his uh, perception or at least how he explained his family. So I went ahead and did my thing played the music, did all the introductions, got into the dance set, incorporated what they wanted to hear. I went out and sang. I played trumpet. I got on, I think on that one, I got on the table and I started doing some crazy stuff. The review that I got was at least a page long of, you know, David Coggins. He said, I cannot believe my family literally got up, danced, smiled. I've never seen them do that ever in my life. So you played a major part of me not only being happy with my bride, but my whole family and both families coming together and really just enjoying that day. So that to me is just uh, why I continue to do it. I mean, truly, yeah. The the DJ really is the orchestrator for the energy of the wedding, right? I mean, they're the ones who are getting people up and moving. They're, you know, kind of uh, orchestrating the flow behind the day right no i mean the wedding planner and coordinator has a big role in that but the dj is the one who's like making yeah, it happen you know dj is the one with the microphone kind of you know publicly addressing things that are happening mm-hmm. um and i'll share a story about a, <laughs> a, a a planner i think it was actually in uh i had a wedding as a dj down in florida so it's none of our planners up here so i don't feel like oh it was in me but uh, it's just pretty amazing story. But um, yeah, it's just, uh, you know, we're the ones that are, if we're given the, uh, the ability to go ahead and do our job, to play music and also to help orchestrate. And that's the key that, I mean, at least what I've heard from brides that call me, that some DJs only perform, you know, they perform their music, just leave me alone, I'll do my thing. And I'll just make sure that I mix the music as people are dancing. They're just, you know, continuing to dance. And, um, and I've heard it, you know, from all, you know, guys that are really good at what they do. They incorporate the MC part of their service and some guys just play music. So it just really matters of finding the right fit for you. you know? Yeah. Well, how do you go about doing that? So when someone inquires, you know, do you always have a phone call? Is it all through email? What does that process look like to work with you when someone right now, you? man, yeah. to be honest with you, man, it just, we're dealing with, not dealing, but it's just the, the way that we operate now is we have all our conversations pretty much on the computer, meaning via email. Mm-hmm. Um, very randomly, I'll get a phone call and, you know, usually it's a, you know, the mother of the bride or the father of the bride, uh, the groom sometimes. They'll call me just sporadically, but it's mostly through email. And at least through the process that we have, uh, we have uh, software with, um, uh, programmed information so that way as the inquiry comes in there's an introduction there's a introduction of the services the packages that we have obviously i always try to push of us having a conversation regardless i have an appointment system so as soon as they get the beginning information they click on you know set up an appointment we go ahead and speak we talk about their day their wedding vision their expectations and if I'm not personally booked that day, then obviously I go ahead and try to give information on our DJs and mm-hmm. um, and then I follow back and, and you know follow back up in three days 
and uh, just to see, you know, what, you know, where they're heading in terms of a direction. So, well, who would you say is your ideal client then? Um, Cause I think we were talking earlier about, you know, what, what your, you know, what your energy level brings to the table. Um, mm -hmm. And I would think, you know, just off the top of my head that you were maybe a better fit for those that did want that, you know, vibrant, uh, really expressive DJ, but you were saying that you got these people who were kind of introverted out of their, um, out of their chairs, right. And dancing. So, uh, you know, do you, do you think you have an ideal client or is it just if, it, Man, if they feel like it's a good my ideal, my ideal client is the one that will let me do my job. Mm. Meaning I'm there to serve you and to provide the service of music. Now, obviously music to dance to, because you are having a celebration. Most weddings that I do, or, you know, the music that, that I'm playing is to dance. So um, if you're dancing, that means you're having a good time and you're, you know, kind of doing that. Now I've had brides that are like, Pat, I love the trumpet, but could you just kind of like keep it for the cocktail hour? Cause I really want you to just DJ. And I explain that also as well. So it's not necessarily where I go out and I have to be um, interactive per se, as much as, you know, as I would like to or, or do or can do with the horn and singing. Sometimes I'm just kind of like stuck in my corner and doing my thing and doing the announcements and playing the music and everyone's just having a good time. I've had weddings that are just, um, you know, 150 plus and, you know, 10 people dancing and I'll get the review just because, you know, they're like, man, you know, I, I got the email of your review. Yeah, I, I just did it, submitted it. And we had an amazing time. And some, you know, some companies would be like, I can't believe only 10 people were dancing, but every party is different. Everyone is different. You know, you just, uh, you know, like to answer your question, the idea client is a person that will let me do my job to the best of my ability. And I'm always making sure and let them know that as I'm doing my job, I go out and make sure that, uh, you know, the bride and groom are fine if they have any special requests. It's another thing that we try to do, you know, using technology to our best is to, you know, as time, you know, time is going on the wedding, you know, there are a lot of, you know, expectations and thoughts and, oh, I want this, I want that, I want this, I want that, as they're getting their drink on too, you know, that changes, that changes the flow. <laughs> so, and, you know, you kind of have to adapt to, um, you yeah. know, the, the flow of things as they go, but that's the ideal client. Just, yeah. Let us do our thing because at least for me and my service and my company, we're there to serve you to, you know, to the best. Of all yeah. Well, that came up in one of my other podcast interviews is that we're all professionals and we've been doing this and we're good at it. And if you just trust us, we can put on an awesome day for you. Yeah. So I think, I think that's big as um, couples trusting the vendors that are professional and know what they're doing to yeah. create that, you know, awesome party. So I'm, um, yeah, definitely in agreement with that. So what do you love most about this business in general, the wedding industry? Is it the day of, is it the, you know, talking with them about the day? Is it, you know, what, what do you love most about weddings? Well, I just love to see everything come, I guess the word is to fruition. Mm -hmm. As we're getting ready for the party, you know, like I, we were talking before that, you know, most of our, at least most of our clients all come through email. We never see them, talk to them on the phone, but that's all we got until the day of. And then the day of is just, wow, you see them after, let's say, uh, you know, they've done the ceremony and they're maybe going for a quick drink during the cocktail hour. And then, you know, the joy of excitement. Oh, Patrick, hi, how are you? I can't believe, oh, it was so beautiful how you played the music and the flow was nice and it was perfect and they're just happy. So I'm getting to see their happy moments right from the get go. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, sometimes they're involved. They're still, I mean, I've had, uh, I'll to share a story with you. Um, just a, a bride and a groom getting ready to do their first dance. I'm going to introduce him. And I just see the bride go like this, meaning she's about to go ahead and let it all out. Cause she, <laughs> She's just super nervous. So she's about to puke. And I literally immediately go into a dance set. I let the people know it's a, you know time to dance, time to party. It changed the mood completely. I literally had complete control. Um, and I, obviously, I, I looked at the planner at the time. I go, I got to do this. And she agreed. So we had a really good communication. 
And it was like literally within five seconds. I told the groom and the bride, you know, visually, I just told them, go to the bathroom. <laughs> and they were gone for 45 minutes. So people were dancing for at least 45 minutes. And I go back there and she's, you know, she's composed after 45 minutes. And I just said, listen, in the middle of the song, I'm gonna go right into the first dance. So we can get it out of the way. Cause that's what she was freaking out about, you know, freaking yeah. out about. So he gives me the signal, he comes out, I do a quick stop on the, on the music. I do the introduction. She had to deal with it because I think that was just, you know, the big thing for her. They danced, it was a perfect wedding pictures I, I got to see from that wedding. And it was just perfect. She really, or they let me do my job and handle it to the best of my ability under the circumstance, which things change. And I definitely have a funny story about, about that when it comes to having communication. Well, it sounds like, you know, being a DJ is not just about playing music and having people dance. It's about, you know, being responsive to the situation at hand and being yeah, attentive. At, at, least, at least for our service. And like I said before, yeah. there are services that just play music and they don't want that responsibility, which is if that's what you want, yeah. that's great. When it comes to, you know, our brides, I remind them that they just have another set of eyes mm-hmm. that is interested in having the flow with your wedding planner, with your wedding questionnaire, with your timeline. And as things go, you know, it's just another person. So, you know, I, I use the example, I'm not gonna go into the first dance if the photographer is taking a poop. <laughs> if he's if he's not, if he's got his flash in the ceremony area, you know what I mean? I mean, I'm, I don't wanna be too graphic, but I mean, yeah. it, it has happened. And, you know, the bride's ready to go and the planner's looking at her time, hey, it's, you know, it's time to take the pictures. I, I mean, I'm not going to do that. I, I will literally just try to communicate as much as I can with all the vendors as we're going. So I'm multitasking. I mean, yeah. at, at least for our, that's what's been uh, our signature is just really having that interest of vendors, obviously the client first, vendors all on the same page and just having that communication. So that way it's just a nice flow. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, that's, that's such a good point. I, you know, my role as the bartender is not, (laughs) doesn't involve any of that. So I'm learning just talking to you, right? Because I don't have that point of view. I'm not orchestrating anything. I just pour drinks. (laughs) So it's a whole different, it could be, it could be that special drink that they want to have for their first drink together. And I, you know, if you're out in the bathroom, I'll just go ahead and, and prolong it. I'm like, hey, listen, give me a couple of minutes while I'm playing music. Go back and check with you. Hey, bro, Bryce, everything cool? Yeah, they yeah. want this. They want you to go ahead and bring it. And they just, you know, spur the moment. If that's something that you could do, it'd be great. You know, so in other words, I really try to have communication with all of the vendors. And at the end, I mean, 99% of the times, everyone's just really grateful. Oh, man, this is such a great wedding. We had such a great time. We really had a nice flow. And, and I, I get to see that through my, you know, fellow vendors, which is. Yeah, definitely. And I, cool. One of my first weddings, I realized the importance of professionals and folks that really cared about the couple and their guest experience because this DJ played, you know, I want to dance with somebody by Whitney Houston. Mm-hmm. And it was great. People were like excited because, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't playing great songs throughout. And then they, he played that and 30 seconds into the song, he skipped it and went to the next song. And I'm like, dude, what are you, did you look up from your station? Like people love that song. Like it was great. And he just was like, oh, I, I want to go to the next song. So after that, I realized that there is a difference in quality of vendor. You know, if you, if you get that super budget uh, DJ, he's not going to, he or she is not going to do the same stuff that you're going to do for. for yeah, I, I've had, you know, in, in some of the packages when it comes to just uh, our brides not having you know, just of the available budget that they would like to. We do have a, you know, rent your DJ package where basically you're renting the speakers, you're kind of playing the music off your phone. Yeah. And I've learned from experience, uh, just talking to other vendors that some services will probably go ahead and just play the DJ part and literally do that. And that's where you just have to really adhere to the room to see. I mean, I've, chains up songs within 20 seconds just because the bride's like, I want to hear every song out of this hundred song playlist. And I will explain to them, listen, I know that, you know, you're thinking of a really big mashup. I will create that if you want to. I'm just saying if, if 
mom and dad don't dance all the time and we have this salsa thing going on and I'm seeing it, you know, really pack up the dance floor. I'm pretty sure you want to have that flow of people always and create that party atmosphere. But some of them will just like, no, I just want you to go song after song after song, maybe play a minute and go. I mean, I've had maybe two brides that were really specific. Hey, at the end, happy bride, happy <laughs> DJ, <laughs> you know. So uh, that's fine, you know. And, you know, I, I you know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to say that, you know, in terms of our, our reviews, pretty much have been always been five star. Mm-hmm. Um, just you know, I yeah, we, we make it a point to really address not only the music but everything when it comes to the day. showing knowledge, showing professionalism, showing care, having a heart for the business, mm-hmm. which is very mm-hmm. it's very true, very key yeah. for what we do. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Well, what would advice would you give to couples then? I mean, I, we kind of talked about some ideas, but if you could give one piece of advice to couples that are getting married in the Asheville area. What do you think you would man just do your research you know make the phone calls spend the time you know double check on those reviews i mean obviously you know we're taking our word for it what we read on the screen but you know go with your gut when you talk to the person have communication when you meet the person uh, if you know the person has that ability and you know even you know do some reference checks you know with other fellow vendors you know, I make it very transparent and I tell my brides, hey, if you want, I could provide these references because when I sign my contracts with my clients, I let them know that I asked them permission if I could go ahead and have future brides reach them in the case they want to, you know, just a reference. Oh, All of them say yes. So I give that uh, information to the bride that's shopping. It just, it creates more trustworthiness. I'm just like, hey, I'm transparent. And at the end, I've done that. Some bride's like, no, I got my cousin's cousin that's going to do it. I found this DJ because, you know, he was only, you know, 99 cents cheaper. And I just, I look at it, and it's funny that I'm saying this now, but uh, side note, my, uh, my stepdaughter, my oldest, is starting her business. She was really down and out just a couple of days ago. And um, she was just worried about competition. And, you know, she saw a competitor kind of do the same thing and kind of really, you know, now that they're competitors and, you know, she's going on Instagram doing all these things. And, and I told her, look, at the end, you're going to be fine. And I'll tell you why. You have to believe in your business. You have to really love what you do. You have to let people know your love about your business. And people will call you based upon that. Don't worry about the Burger King across the street. You're the McDonald's because both of them exist on the same street, across the street, a half a mile away. It's going to happen. I mean, there are going to be DJs and I, and I know that, you know, I, I know some DJs that are musicians and they do the same thing too. I actually had a couple friends of mine that were in my band back in Florida. Two of them are actually doing what I'm doing in uh, the West coast of Florida. Mm. I gave them the idea and now they're, you know, they're, showing progress but yeah not not to be worried about that just really yeah. you know really be transparent if you have nothing to hide you know i've yeah. you know i've heard some services will sell their service and then the day of not be there so and that, yeah. that really comes down to it look it, you know money's money it's like I, I tell my brides now also with the whole uh, pandemic going on you know i don't want them to go ahead and lose money i've been you know, trying to be flexible as much as I can to give them a future date, maximum of three reschedules, because, you know, obviously, you know, if things are changing day to day, it's not their fault. Um, but try to be flexible. I, I've, I've, I've even offered um, a couple brides, look, listen, I don't want you to cancel. I mean, I know you're canceling your wedding, but I want your money to be, you know, towards good use does a family member want to take music lessons since i, I used to be a band director oh. at a school all from that uh you want me to go ahead and create a, a personal spotify playlist or an actual mix of music that you would have heard at your wedding so maybe you could play it at your house and you know the whole thing about we were talking before about um you know doing something in, in the you know in the interim of all this mm-hmm. creating a virtual wedding 
and we could talk about it too. But uh, you know, so I try to give them as many options uh, as possible. So at the end, it's being transparent mm-hmm. and, and and really showing your worth. Really yeah, I did that with a, yeah, I did that with a couple. They had to reschedule their wedding, but they weren't sure when it was going to happen. And I said, well, can we? move your credit towards some sort of party, like a birthday party or whatever. And she right. said, yeah, we could do it for my college graduation next year. I'm like, oh, you're, you're still in graduated college. Yeah, right. Um, so it was great. I was like, because I, I don't know how old ever anyone is, you know, that books me yeah. really. So we're going to do her college graduation instead. And so, yeah, it's all about providing value, right? Not just taking money from people. Um, no, I'm, no, I'm no. big on that. It's I've no. seen no. if we need to reschedule, figuring out a way to um, do that and make make everyone happy. Yeah, for sure, man. For sure. So what do you wish you knew when you started all this? All this, this uh, the DJ and the music and all this business. Oh, uh, what? What I wish I knew. Um, I guess it, it's kind of funny, but the advice that I gave my stepdaughter, I wish I would have given that to myself when I first, <laughs> because I remember reaching out to, I think I reached out to you too. I was like, man, what do we do with these DJs that are, you know, offering what we do for, you know, very little money, very little compensation, you know, they're shooting themselves in the foot, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I use the excuse. Um, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm transparent as it is, but man, you know, I'm going to go to these uh, other services that are offering our services for a dollar. And I'm like, Hey, could I go to your job during the week and offer my service for 50 cents for what you do? <laughs> let me, let me know if that's okay. I literally was, very young in, in what I was doing, I literally had the phone in my hand about to call this other service and give them a piece of my mind and, and find, I'm going to find out where you work, man. And I'm going to do that. And I guess I was just very frustrated. I'm like, man, this really takes, at least for us, it really takes a lot of time to learn in a very short time what your client wants and having the expectation of providing that service a thousand percent and that that is key i mean uh, the processes at least that we have um you know obviously after they find us as a good fit you know we send them a wedding questionnaire literally right after their deposit that way i tell them hey listen get your nice bottle of wine put on some music in the background really spend the time putting this stuff together even if you have a planner and I'll tell you why. If you have these questions answered, which are pretty much, they're all basic, uh, it will give you a better idea of what we need, what she will need, obviously, or he or she will need uh, in terms of a planner, and give you a better flow of your day. Every time I've done that, it's like, they just like, wow, a weight's been lifted because all the stress of planning a wedding, even with some help, DJ Pilo just offered, you know, everything that we need and all oh, this all makes sense. So, you know, it, it really, you know, going out a thousand percent above and beyond mm. is key. It, it, it's key. Well, the wedding industry is funny because there is a relatively low barrier to entry. So anyone can say they're a wedding vendor, mm-hmm. you know, they just put up a website and they're like, I'm suddenly a, you know, florist because I did flowers for my sister's wedding. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's been it's been interesting for me because I'm about two years in it, and you know there there's been some some new competitors, but I welcome it because it 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 allows a comparison. If I'm the only mobile bar in town, mm-hmm. it's hard for people to compare it to anything else. But when they see the classic truck next to some other mobile bar, you know it's it's like oh we don't want that other thing we want the truck. <laughs> so right, right, um, right. Gotcha. so I do I do appreciate the competition, but it's hard when you get undercut because you're like, well, you know, there's costs to running a business and people who are just starting it don't always know those costs, like right. advertising on the platforms, insurance, and, you know. Oh, yeah, all, all, all the, the things, things that you need to operate right? your business. So that's that's right. why I'm in the first initial phone call. You know, I'm, I literally just send out what's uh, one of the questions I ask is, so what really motivates you to maybe possibly hire me? Is it cost? Is the fact that I play trumpet? Is it that I... I'm interactive or I could just be a DJ. I mean, what is your biggest concern when purchasing this service? And right there I'll get, no, I definitely want the right fit. No, I, you know, I really just only have, you know, a hundred dollars and I want all this for 99. 
And then that's when, and that's when I came up with, well, sir, ma'am, we do have packages ranging from renting your own equipment. That way you have complete control. I could just have one of my guys basically set, you know, obviously if it's in the Asheville area, set up a speaker, here's a cable, you run your phone, we'll be back in four hours. Yeah. And you have your party. It's like maybe, you know, offering like, you know, your, hey, look, here are the recipes for the drinks and here's <laughs> a, and that's what, you know, if, if that's, if bug, if you're budget conscious, but remember, it's like anything else. I mean, I, and I use the comparison. I wish I could buy a house for a dollar. I think we all would. I know certain things hold to its value. You know, and, and if you want it, uh, but it's it's a it's a saying in Spanish, lo uh, barato sale caro, meaning the cheap always comes out cheap. You know, so you have to uh, make sure you know your clients know the value of what they're getting. And, exactly. And sometimes it just, you know, bottom line is like, man, but I only have a dollar. I'm like, okay, well. If the rental package doesn't work out for you, sir, then maybe we're just not the right fit. Yeah. Before I would take it like, man, why can't they just, you know, because I'm desperate for the job. But, you know, after all the stuff I've been through now, just learning about the business, it's a better fit for me because I don't have to necessarily be responsible to try to have all this expectation for this client just because, you know, we're just not the right fit. If, you know, if they're just thinking all this and, they could only afford that. They're cutting here. They're cutting there. No, we're not going to have a cake. We're going to have this. You just play music. Just be quiet. They, I see all the stress of them. I mean, I've had it on the phone call. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know what? I think we're just not a really good fit. Yeah. And it, it gives me a peace of mind. You know what I mean? Exactly. And that's another thing that came up uh, with a wedding planner a few weeks ago was that you should pick your priorities that you want, you know, that you care about. And spend your money on those because yes. you know wedding professionals cost a lot of money right i mean the average wedding in north carolina i think is like up to twenty three thousand dollars and that's for mm-hmm. like a modest wedding which is yeah. is nuts so yeah. if you know you should focus on what you really want to have i think as you know as a couple you should focus on what is really important to you the top three things and spend your money on that you know so if you really want people to dance and you really want a great dj go ahead, spend the money on that, you know? And if you, but if you want amazing florals and mountain views, spend your money on that. But oh, know that, you know, you, you can't, if you have a, a limited budget with, which is totally fine and pretty much everyone has a limited budget at some point, you know, right. take, taking right. that money and choosing three priorities and putting your money there is, is something that I've, have really um, vibed with because we can't go lo- too low because I have to haul these trucks, you know, on a trailer. Oh, yeah. Like it's, I can't, I just can't drop my price to a certain point. And, um, and so I've had to say no to people who can't, you know, don't want to spend the money on it. Right. Um, but it makes me feel better because some, some people do, they, they don't, you know, they don't need a mountain, you know, uh, a really expensive venue, but they really want an awesome bar. So they hire me. And so it, it feels better to be selected because they value your service rather than just another vendor that's you're trying to get the gig by dropping your price. So. Oh man. I mean, and it's like, it's just a better, you know, just a better day for you mm-hmm. as the vendor, the bride and groom, everyone's like, man, we hired the right people. There's no, you know, animosity just because, Oh, you know, I church really cheap and they're really cheap and oh man, everything's cheap, cheap, cheap. And it's like, man, <laughs> I don't even want to deal with that. And there's nothing wrong with a person having a limited budget. I yeah. have, to, have to reinstate that just because, exactly. like I said, with our packages, we have it where, you know, you rent out a speaker for $100 and you can plug your phone and, you know, that's an option. It's not the best option because obviously, you know, you could just rent a speaker and play some music. But, you know, it's like I, a bride called me after. I had one bride that selected that. I go, how was your party? Well, you know, I had my favorite songs on there, but um, the playlist played four slow songs, one fast song. No one was dancing. I'm mm. like, well, yeah, it's that's what happens, you know, just because you like it and there's nothing wrong with your taste. But, you know, that's why you pay the service to be able to mix the music exactly. as it's happening. So those are the key things that you have to remember. And I, and I reiterated that. And, you know, she was... Uh, 
you know, she accepted it. She, her tongue was like, yeah, we still had a great party. I'm like, yeah. I was saying to myself, uh, no, you didn't. <laughs> but it's okay. It's okay. That's what you did. Yeah. It's fine. Uh, yeah. But, you know, hopefully, you know, family member maybe goes through the same process. Maybe save a little more. You know, work with your vendor. Sometimes they'll take a, a smaller deposit and, you know, you have a whole year to save up for the money. That's another yeah. option, too. I mean, and sometimes the deposits could be a lot of money in the beginning and they're dishing out all this money for your service, the florals, the venue. You know, talk to the vendors, you know, see if they, you know, they could do a smaller deposit. You know? Yeah. And, and we're, I mean, I had one bride that uh, it was for this year. She went through the roof with what she wanted. She wanted the whole part. I mean, she wanted the whole thing. So a lot of money. Live band and everything or what? Yes. Yeah. So it was a live band, me doing this, doing something special for the ceremony, setting up a piano a certain way. I mean, she was all about me. I mean, it was just the music bride, you know, she really um, loved music. The music was yeah. its whole, whole thing, our family, our musicians. So it was a, you know, I, ideal wedding for, for me, but it was just a lot of money. And I, I was just very flexible. I'm like, well, let's just try to do 25%. You know, let's work with that and we can space it out, you know, every month, every two months. And she was like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. This will help me so much. So, you know, really have communication is, is what I say to the brides when you're finding out your vendors, because at the end, it's your party. I want you to have a good time, but you know, really see the value of, of what, what you're spending, you know? Yep, yep. Well, I know you've uh, shared a couple stories with us, but do you have any other wedding stories that you wanna share oh, well, with our Okay, I, I've been holding off for this one. <laughs> uh, so I, you know, it's finding the right vendor, I guess it would be the uh, <laughs> the, the topic, but you know, life happens, man. You know, the, the one bride that, you know, had literally holding her finger up there because she's about to puke and let her business out. Um, I had a planner, man. She was just, I'm pretty sure she was new, but she was just very, very, really rough, really arrogant. And it, I just saw it on paper without even talking to her more than five minutes. You know, first dance was at 7.03 and 25 seconds. Just with that alone, I'm like, oh my gosh, what the heck is this? And it was just rough. She was just so agitated because she wanted, in her mind, things to be perfect. Because I guess the bride was like, I want a perfect wedding. Okay, well, I've learned not only through my experience and through, you know, some, I, I think I saw it in a, in, a, in a minister. He was talking about, you know, life happens. Uh, but anyway, going back to the story. Um, so... Night's going on at midway through. Uh, we're about to, you know, go into the cake. Um, the bride's food did not agree with the bride, so she was in the bathroom for like 35 minutes, and it was literally clearly that she was just like really sick to her stomach. The planner was going ape crazy. What? 10:25 and 45 seconds. This can't happen. We need to do this and this and this and this. And I'm like, I'm trying to help her. You got to understand that things happen. You have to have some wiggle room. And she was just so angry. And she just like, after that, she kind of disappeared. I had a little bit more uh, help with every, you know, making sure to help her. So I, I had a little bit more to do as a planner, pretty much. I had to. At the end of the night, I see her in the back. I just see this a big old bottle. I don't know what it was. She was just chugging away, but she, she, <laughs> she was so stressed. I, I was just like, I'm like, I told her, listen, life happens. It's okay. Life happens. I, I wish you well. Just, you know, be a little bit more flexible. I left that party and I was like, wow, that was very stressful. <laughs> I mean, that was, I just, I mean, I, I never see, I mean, it was a huge bottle, man. I mean, she was not stopping. It was like the size of the screen. Now you see my hands. I mean, it was like one of these. I just see the slow, the slow, the slow moving back. It wasn't even, it was slow. So she was just chug, 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 chug. I think timelines are, yeah, I think timelines are great, you know, for guidance. It's not yes. a rule to yes. start and stop at that exact time. Yes. So... 
Yeah. People need to, there's a, that's a funny though. I've interviewed a lot of wedding planner coordinators on this podcast already. And, uh, I get, yeah, it's been really interesting because some of them are brand new and others have been doing it for nine years. Yeah. So to hear the difference in their experiences is, is, it's just, and, and I understand too, sometimes you'll have that bride that's just like really pounding at you. And I mean, I had, um, and for different reasons, I mean, I, and I'll share a story. I had a writing room. They were really adamant with my service. They were just really happy. And then I get the email three months later describing everything that went wrong. It literally went down two pages. And I'm like, and I'm smelling this. I'm like, these people at the end, without reading the email, are going to try to go ahead and get their money back. You know, you have people like that. The great thing is the timeline my notes that I even put on while I'm working, history of my playlists, I went out and about and answering every question. I never got a response back mm. or a bad review. I think I justified the fact of what I did and how they acted. And then at the end, their, uh, their reaction, I was just like, wow. So yeah. that, that's, that's definitely another side of the of the business and i'm pretty sure you know it, it happens but yeah you know but yeah that that definitely going back to that story of that planner she was just i wish i would have taken the picture make it into <laughs> a little gif and just make it into a meme you know yes yes yeah if your wedding planner's doing this then yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> <laughs> so, i mean slow man slow just yeah chug 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 i'm like wow man that's like 100 proof right there she's going at it Yikes. yeah yeah Patrick, what do you have in the future for, you know, your business or for just life in general? Well, buddy, I, I think we we're talking before. Um, obviously, we're dealing now with the pandemic. So there are a couple of things now on the table. Praying that, you know, we get through this and we could start, you know, kind of moving forward with, you know, getting back to business. Um, I definitely want to go ahead and see my multi-op, obviously, the uh, having different you know, DJs and musicians and bands really kind of take off and mm -hmm. really be under our wing where, you know, we're about the bride or the, the client and going, you know, over and beyond just playing music. Um, that in the whole is just, you know, the dream of the company. And, you know, we'll get the, the clients that see that as a benefit and they'll pay our service. Um, <clears throat> the, uh, Pandemic per se, obviously, has thrown a monkey wrench. But we were talking, um, you know, I, I bought the domain virtualweddings.net just because, and I've been kind of playing with this idea, you know, there, you know, I've had brides that have been very angry, you know, uh, rightfully so, that they can't get married on their day. So I, um, I did throw out there, look, listen, why don't we just have a virtual party, you know, or, Bryce is showing you within three minutes how to, you know, make this drink and all this information will be given to you beforehand. So you can share it with your family. We'll do a zoom call. You'll have the DJ on the bottom myself you know, with the chat window, taking requests, maybe even make it in, not necessarily like a game, but you know, kind of like explaining every song, playing the song and explaining every song, the significance of that song let's say for that family member, really make it where everyone's really, intertwined into this virtual wedding, like a virtual party. Uh, not taking away from any of the real parties, but just to give something to them as an option so they, hey, we had this moment, it's been recorded. I got to share this moment with my friends and family. So Bryce showing me the drinks, officiant going through the motions and I'm playing the music in the background, bride and groom in the center, family members all around, I'm explaining the songs as they're going. We do it for like an hour to give them something. You know what I mean? And it's just an avenue to kind of uh, deal with what we're dealing with now. That's just a, it's a thought. I've run it by some people. Some people think it's cool. Some people, uh, actually I was checking out a, a Zoom conference on DJs. Uh, they're all, uh, these are club slash wedding DJs. From Jersey, Vermont, California, New York. I mean, it was just a panel. 
and they got to my question, hey, how about virtual weddings? And they were all obviously, they were, oh, you know, ranting about it. And I go, you guys didn't understand my question. I go, we're dealing with this pandemic and it's something to give back to the bride. It's not to, oh, now we're going to go into the service. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm trying to use that to justify, let's say, our deposit. You know, we could apply a portion of it, of your deposit. That way we could plan a party later when things are, you know, hopefully back to normal. So that is kind of two areas that I want to kind of get into. I'm trying to still ask questions about the domain. I haven't done anything with it. I'm just, I saw, I think it was Jared, the, uh, the company, you know, they had the virtual wedding mm-hmm. commercial. I saw it. And I'm like, yeah, that's kind of an idea. And like I said, it's like a, a service of providing it for an hour, you know, start up the conference or the, the call, the party, some music's playing in the background. Hey guys, hey, welcome. Hey dad, hey, who's that? Who's that? Who's that? And then go into, okay, now we're going to have our virtual ceremony. Bride and groom are ready. You know, they're hearing the music in their speakers in their house. They're dancing. Everyone's clapping, you know, do my job, emceeing, and kind of, you know, go down the lines of making it, you know, just very interactive. And yeah. like I said, you know, maybe it could work. Maybe it won't, but. Well, I think we have to be creative in this time. So I applaud your effort and look forward to seeing where we, where you go with that. Yeah, for sure, man. Well, uh, you'll probably receive an email for an invitation and like, Hey, (laughs) we have our first one. So let's let's do a rehearsal. Yeah. We could do a rehearsal, uh, virtual wedding. Yeah. You know what? We could probably, you know, some of our friends or vendors and kind of like, actually now you gave me an idea. Maybe I'll set up a, or if you have the time, set up a, a call with, with some of our vendors here in the area and like just set up a, you know, time to chat and yeah. maybe kind of do that and give an example because I think that would be kind of cool. Yeah, you know? yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Was there anything else you want to share with us, Patrick, before we get off the call? Uh, let me see. <laughs> Can I share a musical moment? Oh, yeah. That's early. Let's... See what you got. I'm saying. music on the spot there. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, thanks so much, Patrick, for taking the time out of your day to talk with us. I'm going to include the link to your business website in the show notes and tentatively the virtualweddings.net and look really looking forward to working with you in the future sometime, DJ. Appreciate you. Yeah, yeah brother. Appreciate you, man. Thank you for everything that you're doing and take care. Okay, we'll talk soon. Sounds good.